with us supporting Newcastle, they're almost definitely going to lose. Yeah, destined to lose. Broadcasting live from the apocalypse, it's two boys, one cup. <coughs> oh, don't, be, don't do that. I have got it, mate, honestly. Oh. I don't really care if I get it. I'm, I don't kind of care about everything else. I agree, yeah. The scary thing isn't that, you know, it's not that we're going to get it. It's that the FA Cup might not happen. Yeah, that's the biggest problem I'm saying right now. And our podcast can't happen as well, which is also the biggest. I think our podcast is now bigger than the FA Cup for a lot of people. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, I mean, I know some people are like simulating games on FIFA. Mm. Maybe we could do that to keep the podcast alive. Yeah, what? Just kind of comment on a fake Oxford West Brom game. To be honest, we barely comment on the games. Exactly. Yeah, so I don't think they'd matter. Um, but I don't know what, what are our 50, 40 listeners going to do during the apocalypse when they can't hear listen to us? They're going to go mental. You could, I would recommend reading a book by an author called Warnock. Yes. Really, really good. Maybe the government should start handing those out yeah. to keep everyone sane. Mm-hmm. Hand out tin of beans one of the two of Warnock's biographies and a copy of our podcast on, my, my on fear is this uh, and this isn't an indication about what Warnock's book is like but um, with the shortage of toilet paper people might start <laughs> wiping their ass with Warnock's book now come on now I wouldn't that'd be sacrilege I'd never do that I'd rather have a dirty ass <laughs> I was wondering if, you know is it is it you, you know French is it bidets or bidet what's the what's the French shower? Is it a toilet thing yeah, yeah. bidet yeah. a bidet do you reckon they're selling out as well at the moment? Do you reckon uh, a lot of uh, plumbers are putting those not up? Not the kind of thing you can just pop to Sainsbury's and get on it. No, but you need the plumbing. Like, the pretty advance. a lot of call-outs to get those put into your house as well. Yeah, emergency B-days. They're apocalypse-proof. Mm. What happens at A-day? Yeah, very good. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk about some football? Sure. We're, so, we're, so, so we're, we're done with this corona stuff, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, we are. But For now. Corona is affecting football. Um, everything's been halted. Mm-hmm. Postponed, supposedly, but could be... Yeah. There's talks of stuff getting... Liverpool might not win the league. Yes, Leeds might not come up. It might be the most English thing that ever happened to football ever if yeah. Liverpool don't win and Leeds don't come up. It will prove that there are football gods. Truly. Um, and that's from a Liverpool fan. Cruel, cruel football gods. Though. They're yeah. killing people in the name of English football. <laughs> um, so it's a weird time, but uh, I think football clubs have been quite optimistic. Did you see um, Watford and uh, Man City? Well, no, it was Southampton and Man City played uh, tic-tac-toe on Twitter. Really? Yep. That's cool. And I know Watford and uh, by Leverkusen played um, Connect Four. That's cool. I uh, I found something out. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo has a chain of hotels. Have you seen this? I have seen this, but go on. And he turned his hotels into hospitals for coronavirus patients. Remember when everyone thought Ronaldo was a bit of a dick and now I think... Turns out Ronaldo's like a legend. Ronaldo's Messi's great. Messi's a bit of a dick. Yeah, what's Messi doing? What's Messi's hotels? Exactly, yeah. Messi's holding his hotels in one big pile. Yeah. And it's just they're his hotels and yeah. he lives there Putting alone. Putting the prices up, probably. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a strange time, but you know, this is why we need the podcast more than ever. We're yeah. going to lift your spirits. Um, corona is all over the news, but it's not all over our news, which no. maybe we should go on to now. We should, yeah. Just as a final note, if you do have to work from home, if you are quarantined indoors... There's plenty of episodes on Spotify. Please give the other other episodes we've recorded a listen. Some of them are actually quite good. Yeah, and in the same way you give Cronin to one in three people, why not mm. give our podcast to one in three people yeah. and keep spreading that? Maybe our podcast yeah. can spread faster than Corona. I wish our podcast was as contagious as Corona. <laughs> yeah, God. <laughs> Let's get on the news. <laughs> At 10, two boys, one cup news. 
got some good ones this week, Alex. Okay. You might be stumped. Um, the first one's called MLS, but it's not the MLS we know. It's Major League Surfing. <laughs> okay. Uh, me and you did some surfing this year, didn't we? Yeah. In Morocco. How were we? Uh, I, I thought I was all right. I thought I was really good and I was doing a really good job in my first time. And yeah. then the teacher called me over and said, no, you're doing it really, really wrong. I think the thing with surfing, genuinely, like, sometimes it's really good, sometimes it's really bad. It just comes in waves. Okay. <laughs> End the podcast there. Uh, but I really enjoyed it. It was really good fun, wasn't it? You're quite good at it. I enjoyed surfing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a really good workout. Um, well, anyway, it played a part in um, the USA team's 2014 World Cup. Um, do you remember who managed them during that World Cup? 2014? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say either Klinsman or Bob Bradley. It was Klinsman. Um, anyway, before the World Cup, they were training in the Hawaii training camp. Yeah, of course. Um, have you been to Hawaii? No, never. I'd no, love to go there. Nor have I. Uh, they've got really good surfing in Hawaii. Yeah. And uh, Clint Dempsey, Clint mm-hmm. Dempsey, sorry, good player. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said to Jürgen, yeah. Jürgen Klinsman, do you mind if I go out and do some surfing? Because I'm yeah. a big surfer and I've got some free time. Mm-hmm. Klinsman said, not only am I going to let you do that, mate, I'm going to get the entire team out there because I think it's a good way to bond. Uh, It's a good workout from what I'm told. They all all went out to surfing. Uh, Klinsman was exceptional. He was great. His first time surfing, obviously, not much much surfing in Germany. But he did great. He was really really into it. They did it three more times before going out to... Where was 2014? South Uh, Africa. Brazil. Brazil. Before going out there, they did uh, did it three or four more times. Um, It is now something they do every single year, building up up to a tournament when they train in Hawaii. They have a, a couple of surfing days. Okay. Uh, Klinsman, like I said, was a natural, really, really enjoyed it. He often holidays in Miami. He's got a place in Miami mm-hmm. uh, and he goes surfing when he's in Miami. Wow. Does it when he's in LA as well. Uh, he's even surfed in Morocco. There's a picture of him surfing in Morocco. He's really into his surfing. That's cool. Um, Christian Pulisic, who's now the kind of star of America, the yeah. modern day Clint Dempsey, if yeah. you will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he joked on German TV that he hates Jürgen Klinsman because he hates surfing. He's rubbish at it. Right. And all the other lads are quite good at it. And he says he just gets picked on a little bit and he's not very good at it. Okay. So uh, I imagine Pulisic is the kind of guy who gets picked on a lot. I think just generally, but uh, yeah, he's not really good surfer, so he's always sort of blamed Klinsman for putting that into the uh, yeah. putting that into regiment. But, but yeah. Pulisic did score a hatch against Burnley, and I'm not sure Klinsman ever did that. Uh, no, but I think a modern, I think Klinsman was his young self; he could do that. He maybe could, but he never did. Klinsman was a better player. Score, but cannot lie. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's called major league surfing. Okay, okay cool. cool. So the story is that young Klinsman likes surfing. Well, there's lots of elements to that story. The USA team had a little surfing yeah, yeah, yeah. days. Okay. Pulisic can't surf all these elements to it. Okay, are any okay. of these elements true yeah. um, next one's called it's called Cocks Out of My Kazoo <laughs> Cocks Out of My Kazoo yeah okay, okay. Um, have you ever heard of Kazoo Yoshimura no well that's a shame because he's been on every single version of FIFA so far oh the 55 year old he's 51 yeah. years old uh, it plays for Yokohama FC yeah um, in the Japanese second division um, like central midfielder, a bit of a legend in Japan, but a yeah. figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's retiring this year. This is last year in football. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want, it's not because he's getting too old. Obviously, he's fifty-one, but apparently he's been offered another contract from Yokohama. Um, he's been offered contracts from other clubs. He's retiring because he wants to start his own cooking show. Okay. Uh, cooking is his true passion. He says he loves cooking as much as he loves football. If he doesn't do it now, he'll never get a chance. It's already been commissioned. Okay. It's called Cooking with King Kazu. His nickname was King. Yeah. So Cooking with King Kazu. Um, yeah uh, hang on a minute I'm just <laughs> checking my notes uh, yeah so I'm going to cook traditional Japanese dishes mm-hmm. uh, with a twist and he's going to have interviews and a penalty shootout at the end so it's a bit like <laughs> <laughs> it sounds a bit like a, what's he shooting footballs uh, yeah footballs or like meatballs uh, or, or, or like sushi I don't know it's a serious show mate it sounds a bit like Sunday brunch meets soccer am basically it's okay, what, yeah. what, in, I like it it's a good in, idea in Japan who yeah. would do that in the UK is there any famous footballing chefs I mean Warnock uh, you just get everyone called like Lewis Cook 
Stephen Kirk. That's good, yeah. Uh, who else could they all cook together. Yeah, cooking with people. the cooks. Yeah. Um, best we were a retired person as well. Yeah, cooking with, cooking with the cooks sounds good. Um, but yeah, it's got interviews and stuff. It's going to be, everyone's really excited in Japan, rightly mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Um, rightly so. I think so. Um, we've already got some guests lined up. Okay. Shinji Kagawa. Sure. Probably. The most famous Japanese player. Yeah, One played, of them. played for United. Yeah. Uh, really, really good footballer. Uh, minister Roshi, you probably haven't heard of. He was a minister in uh, Okamawa. Yeah. Don't you know pronounce it? Yeah. Um, he's going to be on it as well. Okay. Courtney Cox. Good, yeah. Good. Who played Monica on Friends. Yeah, I do know her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's going to be on it as well. She, uh, she, yeah. Yeah. She's going to have a lot to say. <laughs> so, I mean, it might be hard Nothing to do with football or cooking. I don't think she speaks Japanese either. I suppose she played a chef in Friends. That's good. But I think she's just quite, she's quite a big name. And I think maybe she's quite popular in... I think Jap- I think Friends is quite popular in Japan. I think Friends is bloody popular everywhere, mate. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see her penalty shoot out. Maybe we should watch her episode and mm-hmm. we'll report back on that. Okay. Um, but yeah, sounds good, doesn't it? Cooking with King Kazoo, Cock yeah. Out the Kazoo. Uh, would you watch that? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, if we can get a translation or we could watch it in Japanese and maybe try and work it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Japanese TV is traditionally quite weird though isn't it like Takeshi's Castle isn't it yeah this could be a bit weird I'm sure Courtney Cox wouldn't if, yeah, if Courtney Cox is one minute um, you know slicing up as some kind of rice roll and the next minute is bagging a penalty top bins that's something I want to say that sounds a weird show but it sounds a good show as well yeah <laughs> you think she did it top bins yeah I imagine she'd, sure, I, sure, I think sure. she'd make the oh, she'd make the mistake of wearing heels and I think someone should tell her before and don't wear heels yeah perhaps because football's not big in the US anyway so no, she yeah. probably don't know what she's doing yeah, uh, right. I wonder how King Kazoo got in touch with her. But anyway, Cox at the Kazoo, that one's called. Okay. Uh, last one's called Take a Corner and Make It Snappy. Okay. Okay. Uh, Stavia, sorry, no, Stawa Nikolai Blasicu is a team in the Romanian fourth division. Okay. Uh, or at least it was in 2003. I haven't checked. Um, but 2003 it was. Okay, yeah. They were threatened with league expulsion because they had a big problem with pitch invasions, which is kind of weird because you don't really hear about a club that has consistent pitch invasions. But yeah. anyway, they had a big problem with it. Um, <laughs> and they were told, basically, you're going to get expelled from the league unless you sort it out. The then chairman, Alexandra Kringus, um, suggested building a crocodile-infested moat <coughs> around the pitch. We've had crocodiles we on, have, the, yeah, yeah. on the news a croc with a shock, a croc with a shock. Uh, This is more crocodile news. Building a crocodile moat around the pitch. Um, the croc could be fed from the local abattoir, he said. Uh, the ditch must be wide enough that players can jump over and if they did jump over they'd fall into the, the moat and die um, yeah it would be far enough from the pitch that players wouldn't have to worry about it and also in the in the, in the winter it'd be heated by electric pipes that's what well, the moat really full he really planned it all out yeah. he, made a, he actually made a diagram um, really really interesting he made all his notes basically made a good case for it uh, the authorities said no why not I guess it's, it's a bit silly isn't it I don't know yeah. Also, why don't you put a moat? Why, a moat would do the same thing. You don't want to like. I, I, feel, I feel like yeah. I suppose every time you lose the ball, it's going to get, get burst. You'd be really worried it goes into the crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And also, just you can just wouldn't a moat, a normal moat, do the exact same thing. Mm. Yeah. I think it's too um, bit silly there from Alexandra Gringus. Uh, that Fun, was, that's called take a corner, make it snappy. So you've got um, Cox at my Kazu, Major League Surfing, and take a corner and make it snappy. What do you reckon? Talk us through. So I think I've got I've got some holes to pick in this. Okay, which one? The take on and make it snappy. Yep. Absurd. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way anyone thinks that practical. You literally every time the ball would go off the pitch, you'd lose the ball. Yeah, it's a bit it, weird. It would get punctured. Yeah. Uh, the Courtney Cox one. Cooking, what's it called? Cooking with the co- cocks out the kazoo. Cocks out the kazoo. Yeah, I thought that was gonna be about penises to be honest. Yeah. Don't um, <laughs> I think that. It's a good story. It's plausible, but because it's an alliterative name in English, it would be a name in Japanese. 
cocks out the kazoo. Ziva very well, translates very easily. I suppose it. Well, maybe they're making it. Maybe, no, the, the, the TV show is not called Cox at the Kazoo. The TV show is called Cooking with Kazoo. Sorry, yes. You're Cooking right. with King Kazoo. Yeah. Again, that's alliterative, though. I if agree. that works in Japanese as well. Well, maybe they're trying to appeal to the Western audience. They've got Courtney Cox on for Christ's sake. True. Yeah, yeah, you're right. So it's Cox at the Kazoo with Courtney Cox. Yeah. <laughs> no, Cooking with Kazoo with Courtney Cox. Cooking with King Kazoo with Courtney Cox. Can you Cox. only get on if you begin with a cook? Welcome to Cooking Kazoo with Courtney, with me, Courtney Kazoo, Cox. and Courtney Cox. <laughs> Courtney Cox and. Callum Chambers. No, I mean, cool. it sounds... Callum Chambers would be good. It, it sounds a good show. I think it sounds great. Um, I think the true one is the first one, Jürgen Klinsmann. Major League Surfing? Yeah. Well, Alex, preposterous though it is, take a corner and make it snappy is true. Really? Yep. Alexander Krigos did honestly <coughs> suggest that. He did make a diagram, get it put forward to the authorities who said no. Okay. Um, I completely agree. It's a stupid idea and that's why it was turned out. So do you know whether they... Um, Lefty of the league, or did they remain yet in the league? Keep, the article ended there. Uh, it was more of like a top 10, very quick article. I didn't read okay, the rest of it. Sorry. Uh, we can do some people at home can research, you can be bored. So, you guys can do some research. Cool. Uh, and yeah, I'm sorry to tell you that Cocktail Kazoo is not a real thing, and we won't be seeing that show anytime soon. But Excellent stories. We could write to uh, Yokohama FC and suggest that to Kazoo. Does, does Jürgen Klinsmann actually surf? Do you know? I have no idea. Really I have no idea whether there's a training facility in Hawaii. I have no idea whether Pulisic is bad at surfing or if Dempsey's good at it. Okay. Um, but I think Klinsman would be good at surfing. He's quite a slender man, quite good. Mm. Quite, um, slender man. Quite yeah. an athletic man. Yeah, yeah, I think Klinsman's the kind of guy who'd be annoyingly good at everything. Yeah, but he'd be, he'd be nice about it, though. Seems like a nice fella. Yeah, much like us. Exactly. Uh, that's the news. Let's get on with it. At 10, two boys, one cup news. We have another new club, Jack. We do. We're off to Birmingham to see West Brom. Mm-hmm. Another kind of big, our second biggest team after Newcastle, you reckon? Yeah, they're huge. As I was reading about them, um, yeah, they're actually really interesting to know about. They're one of the oldest clubs in the country. All right, before you tell us about them, mm-hmm. I have to press um, the new club jingle machine. Okay. We've had some bangers in the last few weeks. I think it's only going to get better. Yeah, it seems like it's getting more and more elaborate, this machine. Yeah. But uh, we'll see what brings us this time. What are we on now? Track four? Uh, I believe so, yeah, on the tape. <laughs> Boop. What's that coming up in the show? Is it a new club? Is it a new club? Famous fans and stuff you should know. Is it a new club? Is it a new club? What's that coming up in the show? Is it a new club? Is it a new club? Famous fans and stuff you should know. Is it a new club? Is it a new club? kind of been cheating this week Jack when it comes to uh, my new club research um, Southampton FC basically produced a fact file on West Brom and I've been using that that's fine man no worries I always use Wikipedia so it's better than that um, now West Brom should be quite important to us because did you know they have won the FA Cup a lot of times how many times they've won it five times which, is- which puts them ninth in the all time list of above Newcastle FA Cup winners why do you always ask questions I don't know the answer to? I think, but uh, we, said, we said it last week, didn't we? Newcastle won it four times? But like ages ago. FA Cup winners. History. This is live research now. This is, this is all, yeah, basically what we do before the podcast. I think they've won it more than, I think they've won it once more than Newcastle then. Newcastle United, six times. Oh, I'll shut up then. Familiar listeners who actually paid attention in the last episode <laughs> will know that. Do you, want, do you want to try and get all the teams above 
West Brom. Sure. Join in, uh, listener, if you know the answer. How many teams are there? West Brom? Which I think which team has won the FA Cup once? Once. No, sorry. The most. Which is most? Yeah. Arsenal. Yes. Chelsea. They're third. Spurs. They're fourth. So you're missing second. United. Yeah, they're second. Liverpool. They're fifth. Aston Villa. They're sixth. Can you see through the screen? How many? Do I have <laughs> You've got the top six. You're missing seven, eight, nine, ten. But there's a few teams that are tied, which makes. Uh, so Newcastle's by West Brom, aren't they? Newcastle next. Yeah. Um, You've got the top seven. Okay, Think recent. Uh, Man City. Yep. Really? Eight. Yeah. Man City yeah. got six. Fair play. Um, think a winner in the 90s and then think a very old club and you've got all of them before West Brom. Uh, winner in the 90s, Nightmare Forest? No. Fuck. Uh, who won the Premier League in the 90s? With Shearer up top. Yeah, Blackburn. Uh, and a really old club. Sunderland. And then a really old club. Sunderland. I don't like them very much. Uh, Millwall. No, I love Millwall. <laughs> uh, Sunderland, I don't know. Liverpool's rivals. Uh, Everton. They've won it more than that. Fair play. They uh, they're, the, they're the only teams that have beaten West Brom. To that record. Cups, okay, yeah. cool. Should we get back to West Brom? We've yeah, big tangent there. Sorry about that, guys. Um, they are home. Their home, the Hawthorns, is the highest in England. Nice. Pretty cool, isn't it? 551 feet. It did feel quite high when we were walking out. Mm, I felt a bit out of breath. Yeah. Maybe that was just the pulsating game, which we'll get onto in a minute. Mm. Um, <laughs> uh, they're named after the bushes that surround the ground. The Hawthorn bushes. Cool. Yeah. Um, they first reached the FA Cup final a massive 134 years ago Jesus that's mental isn't Christ. it Christ yeah. no, I didn't write down what year that was but 1885 something like that don't ask me mate you're the scientist um, some fun Premier League facts about West Brom for you in 2004 and 2005 that season West Brom became the first team to avoid a relegation after being bottom at Christmas cool not only were they bottom at Christmas, they were the first team to avoid relegation when being bottom on the final day. Really? They were bottom on the but final so day. They came, up, they came up. I remember that, the greatest game, yeah. What, what year was that, 2004? 04 or 05. 04 or 05. Yeah. Who yeah. went down then? Wigan. Good question. No, I think that was pre Wigan. <laughs> Just um, shout out Wigan. Probably a, probably a Warnock team. No. Sorry, I've asked you another question. You don't know. That's that. fine. I'm, yeah, I'll Google again, which is very much a Google feature, this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if it's a Warnock team, that'd be good. Uh, who could have gone down? Palace come up and come down that year uh, you can quiz you've got Palace okay. someone who's already been mentioned in this feature thanks to this little fact file uh, Wigan nope no. uh, Sunderland no, the, the people that made the fact file oh Southampton yep they um, went down bottom and then there's someone who's going to go down this year if we ever play football again Norwich correct Crystal Palace Norwich Southampton well done West Brom that's pretty amazing that's, that's almost like a, that's bigger than a trophy isn't it doing that as far as I'm aware Neil Warnock was not a manager that year. Well, he was a manager probably, but... <laughs> he was probably winning that year. Yeah. He was in the heights. Probably that. That would be the year he managed Real Madrid. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that's pretty much what I've got. We do want to talk a bit about famous fans. Yeah. If you follow us on social media, you might have noticed we tweeted a few famous fans because we were struggling to get tickets before the game. Some of the fans we tweeted included Frank Skinner. Famous, right? Yeah. A baggy till he dies. Adrian Charles. Iconic. Yeah. Is he an icon? Footballing uh, icon? Julie Walters. Julie Walters is cool. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, Lenny Henry. Yeah, I guess he's all right. Guess he's all right. He's I a think, national think, treasure. Uh, that's a bit much. The guy from the Premier Inn, I thought. Yes, yeah, exactly. I may be really offended if you heard that. <laughs> and uh, One Direction's Liam Payne. He's pretty big. That's quite, that's way bigger. There's some big fans so far. You could do like a, a fan off. You'd have Shearer versus Charles, Liam Payne versus Sam Fender. In what competition is this? Five-side football. 
So Sirin versus Adrian Giles in five seconds. <laughs> yeah, musical, musicals uh, off between Niall Horn and uh, yeah, Sam he, Fender. Yeah, exactly. I'm back in Sam Fender personally. Me but, too. Uh, wow, who's your favourite West Brom player ever? Uh, Zoltan Gira. That's a good one. One of the, I think the first Premier League game I ever saw was Fulham six, West Brom one, Ugh. and uh, Brian McBride. Remember him? Scored a hat trick, American striker. Wow, what a game! Yeah, I think I did like Rondon when he was there. He was, he was he good. Was cool, he's still playing. And now he's at the tune. Yeah, he's at the tune. There's a lot of yeah. Um, there are a lot of sort of experts players. They had like Nasser Chadley. Yeah, he's a really underrated player. Livermore, wasn't he there? Livermore, Livermore's still there. You saw Livermore. Yeah, we did see him play. Yeah, uh, there was loads of. Let's we get into the game. Yeah, let's do that. There was loads of like experts players on the pitch actually. Mm-hmm. Yedlin and Livermore. Danny Rose was there. Uh, it's definitely someone else I can't think of yeah. right now to get to the city of it as well like we arrived it was a Tuesday night as you said in Birmingham in Birmingham uh, it was cool got on the trolley on the tram don't know what I call it we got on the trolley oh on the tram did you call it a tram or a trolley a tram we got on the tr- we got a tram it's we? trolley the American thing I, see. I was thinking like anything from the trolley dear? no no imagine someone walking your trolley down the tram <laughs> a packet of dribbles and a licorice wand <laughs> uh, and yeah it was quite good it was like Tuesday night but it was it was Bit of atmosphere, like yeah, we had a bit of a. It was a fractious train journey, wasn't it? Yeah, we were arguing about idioms. Were we? Well, let's just play the audio. <laughs> <laughs> where, where are we? We are uh, approaching Coventry, I think. Oh, send you to Coventry. So on. <laughs> <laughs> you not heard that phrase? Just, no, it's that you send someone to Coventry. I'll send you to Coventry. Yeah. No, is that a threat? Yeah. Send. Send you to Coventry. And Newcastle are going to send Coventry, send West Brom to Coventry. It's probably not that far, though, is it? No, it's sending Coventry, I think. Can I Google it? Uh, Google it. The boys in the back in the studio can Google it. Boys back in the studio are never, are never right. <laughs> always right. Uh, how are you feeling, mate? Good, thank you. Midweek. This midweek's killing us, isn't it? First midweek game for a long time. It's been a lifetime since we've done the pod. I kind of forgot we were doing the pod. The what? The pod? <laughs> oh, yeah. I kind of forgot we were. Uh, did a podcast, but obviously the listeners at home like, haven't gone. They've, they've been on uh, Tender Hooks. Tender Hooks? Is that the phrase? It's Tender Hooks, isn't it? I thought it was Tender Hooks. I'm going to send you to Coventry. Like Tender like tender Meat. Tender Hooks? <laughs> tender Chicken. <laughs> I'm on Tender Chicken here waiting for the podcast. <laughs> so the boys can at home can work out if send you to Coventry is a phrase and if Tender Hooks is a phrase as well. I, I think it's Tender Hooks. Yeah. God. Pulsating. Pulsating hooks. Um, you excited for the game? Yeah, I am actually, man. Um, like I said, it's midweek. Oh, yeah. Can't be... When was the last midweek? Can you think of the last midweek game? Oh, uh, the last one. Yeah. Um, I'm just a bit tired. We've been on holiday recently. We have. Where did we go? Into Morocco. It was nice, wasn't it? It was really nice. It was a lifetime ago now. It was really relaxing and we had a pool and it was boiling hot and now we're, now we're going to Birmingham. No offence to Birmingham. Birmingham's lovely. We're in Coventry at the moment. Yeah, I'll send you to Coventry. <laughs> Carry on. So, to send someone to Coventry is an English idiom meaning to deliberately ostracise someone, Jack. So, yes, it is a phrase. Mm, sorry. What about my one? What about uh, tent hooks? Yeah. It's a metaphor. By the mid 18th century, the phrase uh, on tent hooks came to mean uh, to be in a state of tension, uneasiness, anxiety, or suspense. Okay. So, tender hooks isn't a phrase? No, I'm, I'm afraid not, no. Okay, that's embarrassing. But we can make it one. Yeah, I mean... Like Shakespeare, we're making our own vocabulary, right? Yeah, I mean, all words are made up, aren't they? Yeah. To be on... What? To be on tenderhooks means to be on a train specifically to a West Brom game. <laughs> yeah, I'm on tenderhooks. <laughs> uh, 
Um, yeah, so the tram, the train was good, was pretty quiet. Uh, the tram or the trolley, the whatever you want to use, uh, was really lively. West Brom fans kicking off. A couple of Geordie fans were kicking Geordie, off. Like. Yeah, everyone was loving it. Come on, man! Uh, but it's quite. It's got. It's good joshing. It was good natured. Yeah, um, good fun. Walked into the Hawthorns. Uh, Prodigy was blasting. Felt like I was at Glastonbury. It was mm-hmm. really like quite yeah, lively. I've never been there. Like a gig. Um, they're the best mascot ever, West Brom. We didn't mention in the history, but um, it, what's it called? Like the boiler. Boiler, boiler Man, isn't it? Boiler Man, yeah. Because uh, they're sponsored by like a, a heating company and it's basically a, a big boiler mascot running around the yeah, pitch. it's really um, cool. Pretty hot. One of my favourite ones. Um, the game kicked off. Um, Newcastle took an early lead through G- uh, Miggy Amaron. Mm-hmm. Miguel Amaron, who is shit in the Prem, but kicking off. In the, he's doing so yeah. well in the cup. I've, I've never seen him play badly yet. I just said to you, like, strange what confidence does to a footballer. Like, if he went 18 months without scoring or getting assists and now yeah. he's banging them in. Yeah, he's got a really good goal. Um, maximum hit the post. Uh, when they scored, actually, the Newcastle fans had loads of inflatable cocks mm. they threw around. Yeah. Courtney's. Um, like the kind of ones you see at, uh, like, hen pies and stuff. But, Jack, tell me about the goals. Yeah, so, well, in the first half, there was two. There was two in the first half? Both Amaron. Yeah. Uh, I think Maximum attested one of them. Maximum was, I think, the best player, even though... He was um, so um, class, Amaron scored two. Weirdly, when we watched that goal at Oxford... It didn't seem that good, but like the BBC went mad for it. Like he ran really yeah, far yeah. and banged it in the top corner. And uh, now you're starting to realise how good he is. He seems too good for Newcastle, to be honest. Which sounds mm. a bit mean. No, I think he is. Maybe yeah. I mean, we've, only, we've only seen him against Oxford and West Brom, but we've been to see him against another Premier League time. I think he'd be really, really good. Yeah. Uh, Newcastle fans were going mental. They let for Flair at one point. I don't know mm-hmm. how they got in there. Um, and to be honest, it just seemed like we kind of we said it in the Oxford game actually as well that Newcastle were just clearly the better side. You can tell who's league, who's in what league. Yeah. Um, going in the second half, yeah, same same story really. Scored another one through. I don't even remember. Uh, Lazaro. Lazaro. He's a new signing. January uh, signing. Yeah. Uh, so three 0 They think it's all over. Uh, to be fair, West Brom put the fight back on. They did, yeah. Uh, scored another two. Um, it's very much like the Oxford game actually. I feel like we always see a comeback, don't we? Yeah, two consecutive three twos we've seen now. Um, so we got a bit hairy because obviously we have a bit of a losing streak. We often see losses. Yeah. Right? And um, this this one, interestingly, even though it was. Um, the first game between those two it would have gone to penalties it's quite exciting mm-hmm. um, but unlucky for West Brom lucky for us it did end at 3-2 got our first win in god knows how long god yeah we've not seen a win since Haringey yeah we were, annoyingly we were sitting in the West Brom end so we couldn't really go mental with the, with the Geordies really really hard to get tickets wasn't it like, yeah like, it's impossible I think we referenced it earlier when we were saying tweeting celebrities that was half done as a joke but also we were really trying to get tickets it's so hard basically we never bought tickets for West Brom before I remember calling up the woman and she was like if you're not from Birmingham, why why do you care? So it was being explained to me that um, part of the problem was Newcastle went sold out, so they have to then put previous right, purchase I things see, on man. West Brom, so <coughs> to stop to stop West fans. Newcastle fans going. Oh, of West course, Brom, yeah. never occurred to me. Okay, because we're learning so much about football. Um, so yeah, it was absolute pain in the ass get tickets. Uh, luckily, your mate sorted us out. Do you want to give yes. a shout out? I will give a shout out to Charlie Harvey and his friend Ross Milne. Thanks, Charlie and Ross. Yeah, who uh, very kindly managed to source some tickets um, the night before the game. And I was tweeting them, and I did buy them a pint, Ross. So. Yeah, so they got us our first win in ages, and it could have ended our journey early. Yeah, um, but we carry on. We carry on, or we try to carry on. We We're hoping talk, to carry on. We should talk about the elephant in the room. Well, the next game was announced. It was Man City. Yeah. Pretty scary. Newcastle at home to Man Newcastle City. Newcastle at home. So scary. Obviously, they won it last year. Did we win it before that? Two on the bounce? Yeah, I think so. So... The reigning champions, obviously a really good team, um, but was just really excited to go up to Newcastle. And yeah. I think I think if we won that game in in the uh, God in St James Park, it'd be the most insane. I think what's really exciting for Newcastle is like 
Mike Ashley's always been criticised that he basically keeps Newcastle up but doesn't ever try and do anything in the cups with them. And it's the first time in years Newcastle have actually yeah, done yeah. something. This is the furthest they've been in either of the cup competitions for a while. Um, you yeah. have a Geordie manager. It's really nice to see what's yeah. happened to the city. They won't get relegated. No, they can up. just actually enjoy it. Exactly. And, um, it's really cool. Well, unfortunately, it's been the game has been postponed. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I, th- I think it's worth saying the health of the fans and the players obviously comes first. Yeah. But. I don't think football, football fans aren't moaning. Football fans are like, it has mm. to be done. Um, I think as a country, everyone's sort of agreeing. And stuff. I hope there's a solution where the, basically they don't bin the FA Cup. No. Uh, I did see someone tweet, he wasn't an expert in football, didn't have a blue tick or anything, but he tweeted saying that there is a, a case where they could say, okay, FA Cup's off, the team with the most goals gets a trophy, in which case it would be Newcastle. Newcastle. Imagine that. Uh, which would be kind of a weird end to the pod. I guess we were winners, but uh, not in the right way we like. It has been, though. I mean, it, Whilst it's horrible and we don't want this to happen to the podcast, it has been one of the most bizarre FA Cup journeys. It's just yeah, yeah. Like, it gets weirder and weirder. Just so much weird um, stuff going on. Yeah, I mean, if the, if the, the side of the game is behind closed doors, maybe we can get some hazmat suits and work it out. I yeah, don't know. yeah or, I think so. I, I thought, um, do you see the thing the guy saying, why don't they finish the season with, like, Zorbin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crashing awards. into each other. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> I think what we'll have to do is, if you don't already, please follow us on Instagram and we'll keep everyone posted about what's going to happen with the games. Yeah. And in terms of the pod, we might do like a filler episode. We might do an episode on like mental health or like what's going on around Corona and football and just keep you guys updated because we love doing the pod and um, we don't want to stop doing it. Um, But yeah, it's a weird one. Yeah. We hope we come back. Um, Before we sign off, we should return to one of the few joys in life right now. One of the few things keeping me... One one thing keeping the world turning. And that is Neil Warnock and let's get his opinion on the world. Let's do that. Christmas means parties which are a menace for football managers as they always have been I look back without pride on Christmas 1970 I was playing for Rotherham but still in touch with a lot of my mates from Chesterfield they used to have a Christmas drink at the office at a car dealer who knew a few of the players and they invited me to join, join along well Chesterfield were playing Rotherham on Boxing Day and I was in a decent run of form playing 11 games straight my impending opponents matched me drink for drink but I found out afterwards mine was spiked I was absolutely rat-eyed by the time I got home Christmas Day was a write-off and I was still wrecked on Boxing Day we lost 2-1 in front of the Millmoors, biggest crowd of the season. I couldn't move, and I was kicking free balls every time the play came near me. Now, the reason I picked that out, Alex, is because we talked before about the sort of the movie version of this book, you know, Sean Bean playing Neil. Yeah. I thought this would be quite a cool psychedelic scene where, like, maybe he didn't say in that he's been spiked through psychedelic drugs. Yes, But right. I'm just going to assume that's what he's talking yeah, about. I think... Yeah. There's a lot of potential here artistically with the, yeah. the screenplay. So you can imagine like one pill makes you larger <laughs> and like Neil yeah. sort of like coming in and out of consciousness yeah. and strange shapes just, and just his wife kaleidoscoping. Huh? Yeah, yeah. And like a, maybe the disco ball turns into a football yeah, and exactly, it's all a yeah. bit strange and he That'd sort of sees his childhood version of himself playing football and then might maybe sees maybe yeah. sees the future maybe sees himself like at Palace and that. Kind of inception that like we mentioned in the last one, the hill on the pitch. Yeah. yeah. Kind of tilting upside down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And he sees sort of a future versions of himself managing Cardiff and he yeah. can't quite believe it and yeah, yeah, yeah. sees himself you know avoiding relegation could be quite obviously Sean Bean's a masterful actor so he could pull he that really, off I yeah. think Has, have you ever seen Sean Bean on Psychedelics before not on Psychedelics but have you seen him uh, not seen him on him or playing a man yeah, on him but I can imagine he's got quite long hair I imagine he's partaking <laughs> <laughs> quite long hair I feel like yeah I, I, I'm going to go down a limb here and say Sean Bean has done psychotropic drugs well Sheffield in the 80s it's not much he hasn't done <laughs> exactly yeah uh, but it's kind of mean, isn't it? They, they drugged Sean. They drugged not Sean. Neil Warnock, they, they yeah. drugged Neil Warnock. You'd never get away with that now. Like you probably ruin your career because you failed drug tests. I didn't finish the book, but the next thing he says is they wouldn't get away with that now. Yeah. Um, but that's really not nice. I mean, I, was, I think they just made his drinks a bit stronger. But 
before a game and stuff. And apparently that was that was the end of his career at Rotherham, actually. Really? Yeah, basically he didn't. He was shit. I like that he thought he was on really good form just because he played eleven games. <laughs> like, games. You are a footballer. You're supposed <laughs> yeah. to play games. Wasn't he a midfielder as well? <laughs> That's not that like, crazy. Um, but yeah, and also like I think it sounds like he's asking for trouble, Neil. He's playing that team next. He goes to them. Goes to the office of a car yeah. dealer. Yeah, yeah. It's all yeah, a bit yeah, dodgy. Right. That is a bit. And also, he ruined, he's got kids and a wife, and they come like he's fucked up his mind <laughs> on Christmas Day. <laughs> on he says drugs. he says he was absolute state at Christmas Day. His family must have been like, "Why are you doing this, Dad?" <laughs> oh, Dad. <laughs> it's not great, is it? Oh well. Um, but yeah. Maybe that's what we need to do to lighten the mood around here. What takes some, some psychedelic drugs? I mean, again, I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm slandering a lot of people. At no point did he say there was psychotropic drugs. Yeah, he yeah. said that he was spiked. And it's also, an assumption. It's an assumption, but it makes it the film more interesting, I think. Um, but it's not very nice. I mean, people have always been quite cruel to Neil. Yeah, um, he does like to paint himself as the victim, though, doesn't he? Yeah, but he has the last laugh, because I bet those players are nowhere, and he's, he's top of his I mean, game. He's a real big dog. He's managed teams like QPR. Exactly, yeah. They'd love to do that. <laughs> um, fair play, Neil. Uh, we'll miss you we'll be back soon yeah um, will we I hope so I hope so if you don't hear from us again you know you know what's happened uh, maybe people listening to us in the future even if there's another there's not another game of the FA Cup you will hear from us again if you're still listening you will um, alright thanks Alex. listeners thanks guys stay safe stay safe out there kids <laughs> <laughs>